everyone and welcome to Women a Podcast Show to a new episode uh, which is released every Wednesday. And in today's episode and in all of the episodes of Women a Podcast Show, I'm inviting all the women uh, who have interesting story to share, to share their hero's journey with the world and to inspire you all. So thank you for listening and tuning into today's episode. Today's episode will be no exception and let me welcome then my today's guest. Her name is Hedy Schaeffer. And Hedy Schaeffer is a transformation and innovation trainer living in Germany. And after 10 years of consulting companies across the globe, she became a mom. So with that came a huge identity crisis and she realized that all her life she was living from the outside in and in the system that does not make any sense to her anymore. So she transformed herself and life entirely. And today she helps people change their life through her keys through successful transformation so she's an author and inspirational speaker and it's a great privilege for me today to welcome her in the episode so guys um, keep listening and enjoy this episode hello everyone and welcome to the new episode of women a podcast show i'm here today with the uh, hedy sheffer she's a transformation and innovation trainer from germany so after 10 years of consulting companies across the globe she became a mom and with this came a huge identity crisis for her and she realized that all her life she was living from the outside in and in the system that does not make any sense to her so she decided to transform herself and her life entirely And today she helps people change their life through her keys to successful transformation. And she's an author and inspirational speaker as well. And she's loving her life. So welcome, Hedy, in the podcast. And I'm very happy for you to be here. Thank you for accepting the invitation. And how are you doing? <laughs> I'm very well. Thank you so much for having me. This is Thank very you. exciting to start off the new year. Yeah, exactly. So let me dive in to our conversation. So can you share with us your story and your journey or what was before the transformation happens? I tried to make it short. So <laughs> I was just living a regular life, you know, living in, in Berlin, living in Germany and trying. Well, I, I was, as, as most of us, I think, um, not super happy with myself. So, you know, most relationships or most upbringings are in the system and are a bit dysfunctional. So I tried to transform myself from very early onwards by escaping, escaping my context, escaping to South Africa when I was 16, 17 for a year, came back, nothing changed. I changed, but you know, the context never changed and tried to really get proof from the outside by being very early on in this high performance wheel trying to prove that I am enough so and when I was in my 20s my early 20s while I was studying I was already in like you know big artist management firms to where everyone was like wow that's so super great I felt totally empty but you know it worked to the outside world to be honest and then when I was 24 my health broke down pretty pretty badly and I decided to escape again because that worked mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I went to South Korea for 14 months and was alone for the first time, like really, really alone and no, knowing that that that's not me. So this artist world that that's an, you know, that's how my upbringing was, you know, when you, when you, when you work for artists or when you work in this cultural field, then you're something, but it wasn't me. So I came back and restarted my life in terms of the professional 
part of me and transformed myself into design thinking, being one of the first design thinking coaches, design thinking trans uh, consultant at the time. So for 10 years, yes, I was traveling around the globe, always on, on adrenaline, again, <laughs> high performance wheel, again, loved it, loved it, absolutely, but also felt very empty and very lost. And yeah, in, in, in hindsight, I was not really truly living my true power, my true purpose, my true potential. I was lacking a lot of energy. I was losing a lot of energy. And with the identity crisis or with this being completely still when I had my, my child, when I was 34, then I was really hung over by my life. I was really not, yeah, I was, I was not fulfilled. I didn't know who I was and I could tell you exactly what I was doing when I was before at parties. I could, you know, wow, you're doing all these great, working for banks in South Africa or you're working for, for schools in China. But I felt, again, very empty. And when I had my baby and also not were able to run from myself anymore, I felt it for the first time. So my transformation started from there. From having a baby and realizing that at the time, right? Absolutely. And not being able to go on a train and go on the plane anymore because I was so, so, so hungover. Mm. Yes. And you were used to escaping. You said a few times that, that that kind of escape, the traveling was kind of escape for you, right? From working, the... working, 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 doing, working. Mm-hmm. working, proving, proving that I was enough, having great jobs all the time. I was overbooked all the time. I had five, six days on a road. I was running. I was keeping busy not to feel myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And how did you, f- because you kind of reflect back right now and telling me that you have been trying to escape your feelings, your, how you haven't been actually happy in your life. So can you describe those moments from your past? Like you knew it's not right, but you did it anyway or? Right. Because I didn't know how else to do it. Mm-hmm. I was brought up in a system that works on outside recognition and it's never in how the system works. It's outside in, right? It's not inside mm-hmm. out. We learn that approval comes from outside. We don't learn that approval and belonging comes from inside. You try to fit in and you try to make others happy. That's what I did. I was a total people, people pleaser. I was mm-hmm. not taking care of myself at all and listening to myself. I didn't know how to. I really, really did not know how to. I had a kind of a notion once in a while because I was in an innovation field. So Innovation is practice, obviously, yeah, but it is also and more of a mindset. <clears throat> and I was always wondering why these innovation projects I did were not flying as much as I wanted them to. Reflecting back, also during during the time where I was consulting and training, it was always the realization that it's the people and the mindset. So whether you feel or think you can or you think you can't you're always right 
Mm-hmm. And I, I knew that I felt that I was, was also lecturing about this mindset, but I didn't know how it was, comp- what it was composed of and how powerful it actually is and how much of an autopilot program we live day by day. And you can only really reflect upon it and basically change when you are becoming still and when you face all the shadow right Mm -hmm. it's if if you're running away from the shadow it cannot transmute you can only transmute what you what you see you can only turn something into the light what you can see and what you want to see so I didn't want to face that at all intuitively obviously I wasn't aware of it because it was just you know I was on a roll I was on an an adrenaline (laughs) 24 hours a day not not as much but almost, and I was also having a little bit of a notion when I, I was collecting certificates. So I don't know how many leadership certificates and trainings I did from yoga teacher training to coaching, to design thinking, obviously, to resilience, like all of these things that actually, you know, improve your status or your, how you look, right? Absolutely, your your well-being. Mm-hmm. And I was always wondering that also in these courses, I found a lot of people that were on a hunt <laughs> of certificates and that okay. had never enough. And they were almost broke, financially broke, because they were going from, from certificate to certificate to certificate, even in my yoga teacher training, that was just the beginning. Afterwards, they would go to, I don't know, like hundreds of different, oh, no, hundreds, that's all, you know, but, but a lot of trainings that came afterwards to improve this training. And I was, you know, I was seeing that and seeing myself and I was wondering, oh my dear, what is this? I didn't know that not feeling that, that this, I am, not enough syndrome is actually a real thing Mm -hmm. especially in women with women and this had to be rewired heavily when I was in my identity crisis to yeah Mm -hmm. to become the person I am today Mm -hmm. so you said a few things you mentioned uh, you have been a kind of people pleaser so I want to ask you how it has what signs did you notice? What do you mean by people pleaser? Like how that, how did you experience that in your life or from your, from, from your uh, perspective? And also it's truly, yeah, like we're trying to fit in. That's all of us. We have been raised in this culture and society that we're not really taught how to look inside of us and how to do things because we want to do things or decisions. So about the people pleasing, and I want to ask you about not being enough like where do you think those things are coming from oh this is this is just my mother my I can't even say it's my no it's 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 wrong to say it's not coming from a blame right Mm -hmm. I have Mm -hmm. to say that I think the way we have been living for hundreds of thousands of years is from very, very low consciousness. And very low consciousness means <clears throat> that we have been in a field of, <clears throat> everything is energy, right? Mm-hmm. And if, if you want to call it spiritually, it's the third dimension. And third dimension means it's built upon lack, manipulation, control, also divisiveness, 
divisiveness meaning divisiveness of relationship, not really realizing that we are all connected with nature, like we're all one. And I believe that this is just a grown, you know, a grown pattern that now we can break. And where it comes from is really dysfunctional upbringing, dysfunctional in the sense of codependency, codependency and trying to not not being fed you're enough being fed you're not enough if you do this for me then I can accept you but you're not you're not a full-blown human being we all come from love and light but what we learn in our society is that you have to follow a certain path and if you don't then you become almost a little bit of a threat and um, I believe it's yeah it's it's not I mean it's it's the way my my childhood was was knitted I have to say right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so being being uh, having having a single mom that was depressed that had mental issues that is just something that you don't want to experience as a child so as a child you try to compensate right you try to make I try to make her happy mm -hmm. I failed all the time and then I tried to make her more happy and then I tried to do the career that would probably make her happy it didn't and so at the end of the day it was just learned behavior and trying to make somebody else my mother be alive and heal which I could not nobody is responsible for another person but I didn't know that growing up I didn't know that until that I was 30 something until I realized this is making me miserable and this is making me very very unhappy and I don't even know myself because I have been living for somebody else for such a long time and relearning all of that is incredibly hard and it's incredibly it's it's also <laughs> I have to say it's it's more of a decision. I wanted to be happy. So this is the first thing I, re I read that blew my mind. Goldie Hawn, in some of the books I read, said as she, when she was 12 years old, I was like, what? When she was 12 years old, she decided she wanted to be happy. That meant she would not fit in anymore. I was like, I could, I could have never afford not making this decision for myself I think I would have been because we, we are survival people right we want to we want to um, please everyone around us in order to survive well and so at, at 30 something I realized wow I really really want to be happy and I really really want to be warm-hearted which I was not I was obviously because I was in 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 this dysfunctional upbringing this dysfunctional society I was, yeah, I had to relearn everything, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you're saying it's, I mean, from my own experience as well, it's not easy process, the transformation or? No, it's really this, this to be happy is, I always ask, can you handle to be happy? <laughs> Because that means that there are a lot of things that need to need to be changed. And I believe in every one of us because we are living in this, pretty pretty dysfunctional society and you asked where does it come from as well <clears throat> in also in a societal context are the societal context 
or the way we are brought up is based upon, as I said, lack, but also it's the opposite of one. Separated. Separation, mm -hmm. right. So that starts, <clears throat> starts when we... When we come into this world, right, the way our, our umbilical cord is cut is not based upon the natural way of coming into this world. There has the, the blood has to has to sort of re, re, refrain. It's, it's too early. What I want us to say, yeah, it's okay. too early. Like we cut, mm -hmm. then we, we most of us are maybe put into some foster care very early on, very unnatural. Then we go through like this whole kindergarten process where, where we have nannies, you know, cut from, from our natural, natural environment, cut from also from, from the need to feel safe and comforted on the body. Yeah. Then we go to, through school. And also here is something very interesting comes into play. We're not really taught to, to see things from a holistic perspective. After 45 minutes or an hour, we have a different topic at school. Our brain gets cut basically into pieces with that process because we're not, we're not able to really go deep. We're mm -hmm. just on a on a very shallow level and i mean it goes on and on digitization is just another way of separation and mind control you name it so it is really a super super dysfunctional system <laughs> which doesn't mean <laughs> that well, well it, it, it there you have to do you have two choices either you are feeling in victim mode which which i also did i thought i had no power whatsoever I thought I was, you know, I was brought up this way, so I am that way, which is completely an utter nonsense. And also what you identify with, what weighs you down, cut it off, cut it really off. It doesn't, it, if it doesn't belong to you and your person and what you are inside, don't live it. Mm -hmm. Go from victim mode to creation mode. You mm -hmm. are much more of a creator than you think. The system is... It's for us to learn that we're not the powerful beings that we actually are. Mm -hmm. This is a fake. <laughs> and we just have to realize it and overcome that. And mm -hmm. yeah, there are pretty powerful ways to. So why do you think your transformation happened when you have been 30 something? Because <laughs> I was, was ready. <laughs> I was ready, yeah. Was it the bird of your child that opened your eyes? Or was it like there? like the situation became so unbearable or all of it all of it and more i also had a spiritual awakening which i didn't realize i had can you describe that what do you mean by that <laughs> spiritual awakening means that nothing makes sense anymore <laughs> nothing like literally nothing where so you, sorry you just woke up one day like okay this world doesn't <laughs> make sense I... let's change it <laughs> what are <you> doing <laughs> Well, for instance, I tried to, I, I went to these courses. So, right. I was, I told, well, I told my team that I was coming back in two or three months. I realized I can't, I couldn't describe why I just had this feeling of, I just want to be home and I just want to become sane. <laughs> that was like the what, need I had. It, was it because you actually took 
you was you were actually forced to take a break because of yeah. the pregnancy Absolutely. and then you realized because you step away from from your wheel of running and working doing Absolutely. Yeah, right, okay. Absolutely. So I was before I was living in Berlin. Now I was living in a small town in in the north of Germany where we had sheep, where we had water, nature all of a sudden where I could see or, or hear myself breathing. Like I was realizing I'm actually a living, a living organism. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. I got it. I and I, I had hinges of being happy. That was also very scary for me at first because I was not used to it. And I, and I thought, am I actually allowed to mm -hmm. not doing anything, not proving myself, not not creating anything that is tangible for somebody else mm -hmm. results for somebody else mm -hmm. just for myself being with being with the baby and being with my husband and just going for a walk is that allowed and that was that was the turning wheel plus I also I think I told you this before that I was somehow turning my body sometimes away from my child you mentioned that yeah And I was very much into this breastfeeding and just really so cozy mood. She was giving me also, because she was so fulfilled and so happy, I didn't know how to handle her, to be honest. <laughs> how did you feel when how did you feel when you saw her that happy? Jealous. Jealous. I was jealous and confused and mm -hmm. she became my teacher but I couldn't accept it at the time I kind of felt okay wow this is so much bigger than just a baby <laughs> <laughs> and it was all very very overwhelming like this realization process being feeling completely lost because spiritual awakening means that really a lot of things don't make sense I went to what I wanted to say I went to the to to the courses for instance like baby swimming and it felt like boot camp but not boot camp for the baby but boot camps for the moms and dads to have something to do and then I realized oh gosh this is what the system is all about giving you something to do so you're not listening you're not breathing you're not going into the nature and just feeling and just living I was functioning. I was surviving. I was, my mom was very proud of teaching me always to how to fight. That was also always because she was coming from, you know, she, she was a war child. If I might say so, she was four years old. She had to, she had to escape from where they were coming from and was never sure if they would survive. Right. Mm -hmm. So this was her upbringing. This was her way of caring for me in terms of showing me how to fight and to also be competitive mm -hmm. to make it in this world. I felt I don't want to make it anymore. I just want to live. Mm -hmm. And these were all realizations that were while I was walking, while I was somewhere in a context like this baby swimming or music music activity that was like okay now one hour we do some music okay next thing we do some music next thing we do some music where you can't really 
engage you can't uh, you can't connect to anybody in the room and not with the not with the music props it was just a it was really just a mirror of everything that i have experienced that i didn't want anymore in my life and that was pretty pretty damn painful mm -hmm. so you mentioned parents and the up upbringing it's true that basically they just do the best that they can that they have Absolutely. been growing up uh, with as well. So it's like this kind of generational conditioning, I would say, yeah, maybe. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about your transformation. How was it? Piece by piece? <laughs> or <laughs> what challenges arise? Can you describe that? Yeah. So, I mean, when you're in a transformation, you everything is messy, mm. it is painful all the shadows come up at once and you're like, how, how am I supposed to handle all of this? The first thing I knew, so I went back to what, what do I know that works? Luckily, I was fr coming from innovation. Innovation means that you look at the status quo, you analyze it, and based upon what you want to throw out or what you want to create new, you do that. And then you test it bit by bit. So I was always living under the impression that my life is actually a prototype, which helped a lot because I was not taking myself too seriously. I was more of a, you know, I was going up and looking at my life and I was like, okay, I can change this. It's just like a pretty much like a game. It's like a prototype. You know, you can, you can it's nice, take this it's, out. It's nice perspective that you are saying that you're looking at your life. So basically you are not in it. So Absolutely. it gives you a sense of control, definitely. Right. So Absolutely. It. And it's, and it's, and a sense of perspective, because yes. if I identify with my troubles, mm -hmm. then how am I supposed to really change it i mean you must really think about it as a mechanic so you have your your life your it's like a it's like a car right and you look at it and you're like okay what is this functional can we replace it or can we create something better so this was always my in innovation you could try to create not you try you, you create something that is out of the ordinary out of the box mm -hmm. so with this mindset i was starting to really use my tools and the best the, the best step that was, or the best strategy was for me at the time, I wouldn't do that now, but at the time I would do interviews. I would ask high performance moms and dads how they would cope. And I would, I was so surprised. <laughs> they feel the same way of shittiness mm -hmm. because nobody, I was walking with moms and I was in these mom courses, but everything was great for them, right? Their mm -hmm. relationship was great. They had the best sex, you know, untrue, obviously. But, you know, we tried to... <laughs> look, look good, be good. We tried to Happy. look good, be good, right? To have approval, to fit in. And it's not about vulnerability and creating from there. Mm -hmm. So... I had to know if I'm the only one, which was very, were very comforting because each and one of them said one thing. The worst part is feeling alone in this. Mm -hmm. That's what everyone said. 
-hmm. And then that was that would give me comfort. I back at the time I thought, okay, now I would create something for them again because I was still the people pleaser, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I would create something, some something innovative, and that would become my purpose. But it was about me at the time. I know that a hundred percent, so that I can now teach others how this is you know going well and at the time this was my first strategy I also started to create strategy like I was before I was doing purpose value and vision creation with companies so that helped also but as I didn't know myself very well and there are very there are two major transformation problems or actually three in your first case all, or in general? In general, I've okay. discovered. The first one is the willingness. Do I want to really become myself? Am I willing to be, be happy? So the willingness is extremely important. Also knowing that it's just a process. It is okay. just a process, a step-by-step process. There are There is such a thing as transformation process where it's totally normal that you are denying yourself. It's totally normal that you hold on to your old self until you really can't anymore. You don't have any energy. You are just letting go and then something new happens. Mm -hmm. If you know that, that was pretty, pretty comforting for me in that, in that situation, being super honest with yourself. This is all part of the willingness. But then there are two major things in, in transformation, which is one, okay, now I'm willing, I'm ready. I want to, but I know where I want to get out of, but I don't know where to go into. How am I supposed to know, right? This was all my, my programming, my, my upbringing, my, my cultural field, my behaviors. I know I don't want it anymore, but where is the, where else? So this is where, where all this strategy or the clarity comes into place, finding your inner compass, your purpose, your values, the visions. How do you envision, for me, it was very important to envision, first of all, what does a functional family look like? Mm-hmm. How do I want to create, design a family life that I believe in? I believe that family is such a powerful structure. That's why A lot of, you know, the system, whoever they are, want to also, you know, break it apart because it is such a powerful force. If they are happy and if a family is functional, holy moly, you can, you can, you know, there is no limit at all. And realizing that and wanting that was, yeah, was it really a a design process, but I first had to know. I had to know, I had to find clarity what family is, that it is a, a, a very, that it is a safe hub, that you don't talk badly about each other at all, not in front of others, not within. Mm-hmm. Like that was for me absolutely clear. And so I had to, you know, put everyone who wasn't in this, in this energy field, put them outside and create, first of all, this, this base as well as with with my work, but also with my how how I I wanted to structure my life, where I wanted to live. All these visions I created bit by bit by bit. And then there was the problem number three, which is uh-huh. okay, now I know where to, but I know I can't do it. 
You said to yourself, you know, you can't. I can't. Why? How am? Because I felt not enough. I still felt not enough. And that's where this whole rewiring came into play. That there is this very perfect saying by, by Henry Ford. I said it already, like, whether you think you can't or you think you can't, you're always right. You prove yourself to be right. There is a, there is a very linear, um, like an equal, what is the mathematical term? Equation. Equation, right. Thank you. The thoughts and the emotions. So the thoughts create emotions, right? So if I think I can do this, I can buy this house, I have an uplifting feeling mm -hmm. equals actions. I take action, right? I go online, check, check the houses, probably go to the bank, action. And it has a result. Whereas if you think I cannot do that, emotions low, action. I don't know if you take action at all. And the result is not at all there. Mm -hmm. So this is very simple and very straightforward. So we have to understand how powerful, 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 powerful the brain is and that we have to feed ourselves and nurture ourselves. And also most of us mother ourselves, first of all, before we can mother anybody else. Thank you for saying that. That's really <laughs> true. Yeah. But you said you wanted to create functional family. Yes. How, how did you, what were the criteria you put on that? Because from my perspective, from what I'm hearing is you didn't really grew up in the functional family. So you didn't really know how it looks. Am I right or wrong? Absolutely. hundred percent. So I had, I had a single mom. I didn't know my dad. <clears throat> Both of them, I would say, yeah, troubled in terms of mental health. Mm -hmm. And I had two brothers who were absolutely a rock. They were very much older, so I didn't grow up with them. But at least I also had some, some male roles in my life. And it was, yeah, based, it was very much built, like my life, I feel as a child was very much based upon my mother's health mental health so and it was when I tried to pull myself away and live my own life she would panic and she would discharge her love in quote-unquote you know quote love <laughs> love is unconditional so it, there is a little bit of how I don't know how to say it, but it, it was her way of, of, of loving and showing affection when I was with her. When I was pulling away, I was a bit of in danger, I would say. Uh -huh. So, and she would also then turn her back on me and talk to others badly about it, which I've, I was very empathetic and very, I felt a lot when I still am more and more because I allow myself now but at the time I was also then closing closing off my heart which a lot of us have we have oh you know because we were not oh. yes yeah. absolutely there is there is there there is a wall mm -hmm. so, so how did you how, go on yeah the functional family looks exactly the opposite that you can be who you want to be and that is okay. And that is supported. 
And that is also observed because I am, I was very quick on judging. There is my dream of, of a functional family doesn't judge because that is not love. Belonging, belonging to yourself and then belonging to this family, no matter what. There is a wonderful tribe in Namibia and I was very much going into the tribal research area because I wanted to know what is, what is normal because the way we are brought up is the norm, but it, that's not normal. Mm-hmm. And what they do is, I mean, this, is, this starts already when she conceives or she, she, um, the mother goes on, under the tree and uh, receives a song, receives a song and the name of the baby. When she conceives, she sings the song when the baby is brought up, this baby and this child knows the song. Now, when the child is going derailing, quote unquote, derailing some, in some sort, like going into, I don't know, crime or whatever, the whole tribe comes together. The, the child sits down or the grown up whenever, because it, it belongs to you. This is, this is your identity. This is your song. This is your music. They sit him or her down, they sing the song. So with cry. So yeah. that he or she remembers mm-hmm. who who that person is. And I I think this is so uh, you know filled with love mm-hmm. and with acceptance also that you go through life and things things happen and challenges happen and but you're still okay, you still belong. And yeah, so these things really inspired me to, to create a family structure that, that is just filled with love and unconditional love. Mm-hmm. But to do that, from my perspective, you need to love yourself, as you said, you do now first. It is impossible otherwise. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, yeah. you try to fill a hole, you try to fill a gap and no child or no job or no shopping i was addicted to shopping trying to fill the hole i was addicted i was addicted to something outside to fill my hole it doesn't matter what it is you know some go to drugs some go to to alcohol yeah Yeah. just filling the gap or what is missing in in the life yeah by tangible things that's very common very common in in our social media world i mean you name it The, the clicks the likes the dopamine that the dopamine rush it is very much keeping us away from understanding what our shadows are transmuting them and then just living living tell me about the vul- vulnerability tell me about that in context of when you saw the other moms they want to pretend they are all happy and they have everything in place how did you decide it or want, why did you want it anyway to, to go out there or like not feeling like you know everything, to be yourself, to be vulnerable? What is this key to transformation, you said? Yeah. Part of it. Right. The, the honesty, the vulnerability part. Absolutely. I've, as a, because I was a coach, I think, you never know, like 100% sure, right? But in this moment, I felt that they were just a version of myself 
as I said, that I don't want, didn't want to be anymore. And I knew that possible, very possibly, 100% possibly, they're not happy. But they were telling me they were. So I just saw myself in them. And that made me crumble because I knew I couldn't help them. But at mm. least I could help myself. And I wanted to be happy. I have to say this again. I wanted to be happy. I wrote it down. I am happy. I am happy. I am warm hearted. I had no clue how to do it. But these, yeah, these clues just came from really outside mirroring and being aware of them. I feel very much that the universe is giving us clues all the time so we can evolve. And this is mostly by, by showing us showing us a mirror <laughs> like, mm -hmm. and vulnerability is as i said you, you can't transmute anything you don't want to see and you don't see it's impossible you you put it you, you put a grave and then you just repeat the whole the whole cycle the way you were brought up over and over again there is a beautiful saying also that if you've some of us also fight something and then we become it. Does that resonate with you? Like we, we, we fight try something, to, then we become it. Can we you give me example? fight. Yeah, we fight, for instance. So I was fighting against my, my mom's control, habit of control. In the meantime, I was becoming that. I was be becoming the control girl. What you need to do... <laughs> This is not, you know, this is not straightforward. You, you need to look at it and then give another example, a positive example. Don't go into the negative. It's not about vulnerability. It's part of the vulnerability process, I would say. But it's also that you give another option, that you focus on something that you want to become. And in order to do that, we have to be vulnerable and see, okay, I don't, I don't want this. I am that. I am becoming that even more. And then re reframe it, focus onto something, something new. Vulnerability is, is great research by Brittany Brown, by the way. And she said, if we're not vulnerable, there is no way we can be creative. And I feel absolutely this is 100% right, because creativity is also a process that comes from within. If you're in flow and you forget the time, it absolutely comes from, from within. This is no, this is no brainy contexty thing. This is from coming from the heart. And the heart we have forgotten about a lot, the intuition we have forgotten about a lot. We have learned how to control and strategize and go through life with our brains and with our autopilot which is a lot of subconscious obviously mm -hmm. over 90 percent. so yeah open your heart open your heart and rewire your brain our brain is also very important it is a survival brain right so don't beat yourself up so your survival brain is there for you to keep you from the unknown and to keep you safe basically so mm -hmm. there is a beautiful saying also by a neurologist called Gerhard it's not it's not the brain that makes you happy. This is your job. This is your job, right? Rewiring your brain and giving it the nurturing aspects you need and you are. We're all coming from love and light. <laughs> but there was a little bit of a, 
disturbancy when we were brought up in this system, but we can absolutely change it. Yeah, you need to come back home, as I would say. Absolutely. We need to remember. We need to remember. Tell me what were the practical steps you took while you have been in this transformational process? You said you have been saying to yourself, repeating, uh, saying aloud, I love myself, I love myself. So it becomes your reality, actually. What What else did you do? I rewired or reframed my limiting beliefs into beliefs that were actually healthy. Okay. For example, what were your limiting beliefs? Well, my limiting beliefs were, were I'm not enough. I'm not getting, I'm not, I have to prove myself to be loved. Mm -hmm. I am not worthy enough just being myself and I am, you know, that's very funny because I, I forget all the time. People ask me that all the time. And I remember it's good that you actually forget. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> completely. Also relationships. I mean, as you, as you know, I was not, I had role models that were male, but I didn't have a father or like a, a father figure. So I naturally also was not very good of a wife. I would say a partner. I was not a good partner. I was trying to find the mistakes in my husband all the time, the way my mom used to find mistakes, right? And judge, judgment. I was so judgmental. And when I, this was actually the core. I remember when I was rewiring or like in the first week of heavily rewiring my, reframing my sentence. So I was, what was it again? I tried to remember. I am kind. And so I was judgmental, as you know, I into, I am kind accepting and something else first of all (laughs) my health so I had a major reaction in terms of my health during the transformation absolutely yeah all the time because this is what yeah it's consciousness right that is in your body it wants to get out what happened (laughs) I was in the toilet all the time (laughs) okay so that was your body's reaction on your absolutely and it happens in my clients It happens in my clients all the time. They get very, very sick. So at some point, it's just a reaction. It's just Mm -hmm. really just getting a healing. It's just a healing process. And I was with my two girlfriends. They came from Berlin and they sat down and I told them, you know, I was doing this reframe because I don't want to be judgmental. And they were like, this is so normal to be judgmental. And I was getting so angry. I remember I was just like off and to the toilet again. And, you know, trying to release, release, release. And now they do, they have done the same process, by the way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it was a really interesting thing. So yeah, that was, there was one part to write down. So very, being very how to now write down the sentence that is in your head, be very conscious about the sentences that you tell yourself in terms of how you feel about yourself, how you feel about your relationships. And then cross it out or write it even on a po- on another post-it. So first thing on a po- first sentence on a po- one person one post-it, the ne- next, the next sentence that is only with that has only positive words in it, no negation, because the brain doesn't know the the difference between no and the 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 the, the, the word has I, I would I'm an intuitive so I feel the energy of 
words. If I am saying I am, what's a good example? I'm not judgmental, for example. Judgmental is still has an energy to it. So it doesn't know the difference, no reframing, no rewiring whatsoever. You have to really state the positive. What do you want instead? Get clear on that. This is the big, 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 big part to become clear because you cannot make one step anywhere if you don't know where this will lead you. You will go in circles and you, you don't get out of the mess. So this is important. Burn the first sentence and then post the new sentence on wherever you are and just repeat it. Yeah, good. So to see it and repeat it and hear it, yeah. all the senses. All the senses and also feel. In order to heal, we need to feel. And this was, well, in terms of the steps, you asked me the steps. Mm-hmm. I was enrolled in like three, four personal development courses at the time. I read all the high performance coaching advices, Robin Sharma, Tony Robbins that created themselves. Basically, Tony Robbins gave me this one beautiful example of coming from dysfunction and basically designing yourself. And I was coming from design thinking. I had this innovation context. It was just always the outside. I never knew how to create inside. And that was just a matter of different perspective. You just tear tear apart, take apart every bit, again, the mechanic analogy, every bit, you lay it down, (laughs) you lay it out, or you take one at a time. You don't have to take everything at once. This is too overwhelming. But one thing that really is crucial at the time and that would make a great benefit, and that's where you start. You look at it, analyze it, and find clarity on where where it is you want to how you want to how you want to innovate it let's say mm-hmm. how you want to transform it into what you want to transform it into and then you make sure you really work on your rewiring the brain getting rid of your limiting beliefs and healing your emotions emotions is short for energy in motion mm-hmm. it is not designed to keep you enslaved not at all my child shows me so well how to deal with emotions. She screams it out if she's angry and then she's done with it. What we do is we hold it in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes like glue in, inside of you. And then it, it tops up, it tops up, it tops up. And then you have a trigger and then you blur it out and you don't know where does that come from? The triggers are super great indicators for I I learned to love my triggers. I learned to love them because then I knew this was just an indication of, okay, here's a little trauma. Trauma doesn't have to be big. Trauma is just something that was dysfunctional or that, you know, where you were hurt, whatever. And, uh, or you were not, not picked up in time from kindergarten or, you know, and so these triggers are just indicators letting you, you know, there's something that wants to leave the body. And then you can feel into it breathwork. Holy moly, breathwork is so healing and it costs you nothing. I went to a coach at one time because there were really like deep thingies I couldn't get out. So she would just remind me of my traumas. I do that now with my clients and you can do it absolutely. If you're feeling fit and fine, they do it by themselves. 
you remind yourself, you go into that feeling and you feel it again, breath work, crying, let it out of your system mm -hmm. and release and release. And then refocus again, what did you learn from this? What did you learn from your traumas? Because they're not there to keep you enslaved again. They're happening actually. I feel a lot for your re for a reason. They you we are here to learn, and if we turn our wounds into wisdom, we own our lives and not our life owns us. We control, if you want to use the word, mm -hmm. or manage our life and not get managed by whatever outside yeah. world. Our life, not being victim. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Great. So breath work, can I understand it as a meditation or is just literally just focusing on your breath? That's what you're doing. Well, it's a process, right? You observe, first of all, you observe mm -hmm. what this trigger is. You feel it. Where is it in your body? You let it come. You, you let it come. Yeah. You, you, you feel it. Again, you remember, you cry, you scream, you run. Some, some of my clients, they go into the woods and they just run, run, run when they feel it. So it basically gets, gets pulled out of the system. Breath work on four counts in, on four counts out, on four counts in, on four counts out. Until you feel that is not relevant anymore. You feel it. You know the point where it's just not, just not there anymore. You've probably exhausted. You drink a lot of water. Or you sleep or anything. Absolutely. You mm -hmm. take a rest. And then you reflect. What did this trauma teach you in your life? And again, are you, are you willing to let it go forever? Because we also identify a lot with our limiting beliefs, with our traumas. Mm, this is the, what I, what, what I always say, the, the friseur talk, the hairdresser talk, right? You go to a hairdresser and all you say is like, oh yeah, you know, I was not feeling well or, or, miss, or my aunt has died. Or, you know, we, we talk a lot we're not talking about the stories of empowerment. We talk about stories of lack. So in our society, this also gives us a little bit of credit, to be honest, right? If we had a crappy childhood, I have to be, I have to, <laughs> yeah, I was mean, always, give it gives us credit. It gives us oftentimes like a, a something to talk about mm. because we're not really in empowerment we don't talk about you've you've done pretty you've done really really well you had a success right that's i think because we are hearing all those complaining and negative things from all Absolutely. around and we play into it and we mm -hmm. play into it so also get giving this identity up and realizing that we are much more powerful without this negative, this, this, this negative attachment, this negative labels is also a process of, yeah, a lot of letting go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Throughout your transformation, I'm just curious, what is your insight there? Or what is your opinion there that I know it, 
it's not probably easy to transform because you are dragged back like between those two worlds you're kind of still in the middle and you bouncing from there to there so how did you develop the will the strong will to keep going and not to not to give it up or mm-hmm. yeah that's a very very good question realizing that there is again a need outside mm. that i'm not the only one or that this happens for a reason was for sure a big motivator but feeling better and better was just rewarding Mm -hmm. every single day learning something new about myself getting more in balance realizing that the patterns I was able to really move out of them I went to therapy for seven years and then realizing that within this short amount of time seven years that was like way back and I can't say like a lot of things changed (laughs) but then realizing how much you can do with your brain and I was fascinated of my of my system not myself like my system how I was able to transform my reality that is just to me absolutely still is Man- manipulating energy like in the morning very very crucial part you ask like the concrete steps so yeah i was i was also a lot of, of like well, high performance tell you, tell you redesign your morning like morning routine maybe you've heard of that yeah the way you the way you get up the energy that you create in the morning that shapes your shapes your day and shapes your reality intentional so, just by just by creating like a morning routine where I would do breath work, where I, where I would make my bed. So that was like the first, you know, the first success I had having something done, seeing some, that I had something done, drinking three glasses of water that is that is energized already, doing doing yoga practice, taking time for myself to to meditate. These, this half an hour, 15 minutes, and then going into the day and feeling great and loving my daughter and loving my life and loving my husband and not needing anything anymore, not needing to shop. Instead, <laughs> I would just, you know, go to my closet and get rid of 70%, mm-hmm. realizing that I had books I had never even touched that everything has energy everything is energy if you if you read nikola tesla who's one of the great spiritual and physic people we had 100 years ago 100 plus years ago everything is vibration frequency and energy the books hold an energy and they reminded me of you'll never look at them you you know it's just here for this is just the the past life so you you're also asking like the, the the transition part and getting rid of the old is also in the external, of course. And it's also a muscle, right? You start with one thing. I always, I always recommend to do challenges with yourself. Challenges, 21 days, the morning routine. Write it down. 
do it every morning. 21 days getting rid of something in the external. First day, one thing. Second day, two things. Third day, three things. You get used to used to getting letting go and then you invite the new in. Mm-hmm. And you feel so much more so much more lighter liberated liberated free if you're thinking and feeling if you're acting and if you're you're saying i hope i said four things right if they're in alignment you don't lose energy Mm -hmm. it's as simple as that and i wouldn't lose energy i was sleeping i was sleeping a lot still because i was still you know digesting and healing a lot but when i was awake i i was I was living, I was smiling. I was smiling before I was clinging the jaw. I was so yeah. tense. Like my, my neck and shoulders was like always tense. I would always go like this. This yeah. is literally how it would go. And then I was like, wow, my body, I, I'm, I look good. Good, safe, <laughs> yeah. There's no shame yeah. in that. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely no. Yeah. The opposite yeah. because you, you, again, I mean, the people pleaser that I, I'm not anymore. I'm, I'm hopefully a people giving people light. And that's what you do when you are great, when you are good, you give people an inspiration, you help them heal. And as we're all connected, this is also a big, you know, this is also a big motivator to see like, wow, maybe they're not complaining as much and don't feel as low because we know negative emotions are low energy, negative energy, and it makes you sick. Mm-hmm. There is beautiful research by Dr. David Hawking. If you, if you know the pyramid of consciousness, out of the zone consciousness is feeling shame, feeling pride. Gosh, I forgot. <laughs> but like there most of us are in that in that zone i was in the hyperactivity zone which is also out of the zone which mm-hmm. is the need the desire to have something mm-hmm. because i was not enough mm-hmm. and then when you go out of the zone and you feel love and above you're yeah it's a completely different way of showing up in the world creating your world synchronicities happening being in the flow being just healthy and happy and happy mm-hmm. what's wrong with being just healthy and happy <laughs> nothing and living in a society yeah where it's just based upon the opposite but it is our choice to create something new now yeah it's our time now important to say that we have a choice everything is choice everything is choice and now is a very important turning point I think the time has never been ever, ever, ever have been has been better than than at this time we're living in. Yeah. You mentioned those steps, practical steps that you have done during the transformation. And I remember before you said that you had to kind of cut off the people that didn't anymore belong to your life, that have been still with a low vibration, low energy. How was this? Was it easy to do? Like to yes, totally. Like, <laughs> okay, easy, right. easy. So, guys, I hope if you are listening, say hi to Hedy. 
no obviously no 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 I mean they didn't align and some of the, the beautiful thing though so I have to <laughs> I have to start with the positives the beautiful mm-hmm. thing about energy if you're raising your energy and your vibration and you're in you know higher states of conscious, consciousness such as love or you feel good you just feel good they don't align anymore align anymore and they, we're in a magnetic field they oftentimes they don't want to anymore right so it doesn't click anymore mm-hmm. they feel it as well as much as mm-hmm. you do obviously there are some harder cases if if it's family and that's not it's, it's not coming from a place of judgment but it's just the subconscious we, we feel we feel good if we are in our vibration of frequency right so if somebody is in your in your relationship your family whoever family friends and they're in low lower vibration they try to put you down obviously they try to bring you down so you're you're just vibing the same it's just it's yeah that's how it is how i realized it is and so you have to understand that you are very 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 powerful and that you can also bring them up it's not about you know the battle that that they win mm-hmm. So some will leave, some will probably, you will probably say goodbye to, and it is, it is, it is a tough process. I know, I I know details matter here, but I honestly, again, can't remember really well. So this is so far away. And I know that for instance, with my, with my family, it has created some kind of a, of a, of a gap because I am living in a different world. I live in, mm-hmm. I live in a fairy tale world, I would say. In a, there is a German saying that life is not a pony farm. And I believe life is a pony farm. And most people don't believe that. And that's okay. I, I totally accept that. So when I'm with my family, I'm also absolutely with them. I accept their world. But it's also, I know they don't get me. (laughs) And so it's just a nice time we have. Whereas with, I distinguish then between, for instance, my husband or with my best friend who absolutely went through this transformation process and knows me very, very well. And so this is a much deeper connection. What you can, what I did at one point, Mm -hmm. maybe this helps, I remember, putting myself on a stage and then looking as if my whole, my, my, all my relationships were filled in that room. And then I would also categorize. So the people, you know, when you're on stage, you can't see very well into the depth. You Mm -hmm. see only like the first rows. Mm -hmm. So these people were still are very well chosen. The people that lift me up. So I also created visions for my relationships, right? what kind of relationship do I want to want to experience? And this is absolutely based upon you're doing your thing and I accept that I'm doing my thing and I accept that. And I lift you up. I don't put you down. That's the major part. We have a good time. We live, we love, and we're excited about the progress and about the happiness of the other person. Not a lot of people are that way. I believe Mm -hmm. 
in a, in a matter of, of years we will be. But so these people are, co are coming in the front row. I see them. They're lit. And then there are different other, you know, other roles like family and friends. And also, you know, the people that also want to, that also want to put you down. They're still in your relationship area. I, I'm not a fan of a cancel culture at all. They're, you know, we're living in, in a duality and yin and yang. It's it all, you know, it's all part of it, but it's a matter of how close will you let them and will you, yeah will you let them into your life so they're in the back row they can do you know they can throw popcorn at somebody else if they wish to if that makes them happy and fulfilled but it's not affecting me at all mm -hmm. yeah yeah I just heard yesterday something in these terms and they said like because sometimes you might feel uh, you might blame yourself for doing that yeah but also there is something again like you need to sort it out within yourself this kind of feeling but to blame yourself, don't blame yourself for like letting some people go because they not contribute to your high energy or high vibrations, because you're actually giving them and doing them a favor. And but they're gonna realize later, absolutely. In life, yeah, absolutely. I can absolutely. By the way, never blame yourself yes. or yeah, anybody exactly. else. Right? Blame is like yeah. so low frequency. And what you're saying is very, very true. And also in terms of coming from a depressed mother background, if you are also responding to other people's drama, you are playing, you're giving energy. Where energy goes, energy flows. You are giving energy to the drama and you actually make it worse. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you step up, step out and either way, just not give energy to it. So pull your energy back or even just comfort it and but not play into it and how was it exactly and can you tell me the details and oh yeah I know somebody else who's no 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 this is th that was a big revelation that we play a major role in in in, in, in dramatizing and yeah and and making things actually worse whereas when they meet you and they tell you the drama and then you know nothing really you, you don't play into it and they leave and they say, wow, this is really great talking to you. You didn't say anything, <laughs> yeah. right? but then you realize, okay, there is something to it. <laughs> yeah. I love talking to you, Hedy. It's, I can see that you are going through, yeah, transformation and how you are enlightened, like talking about your goals or everything. It's really inspiring. I want you, because of lack of time, I want you to summarize for us. So who you are helping to nowadays? Who are your clients or what is your main job actually? What's make you happy right now? <laughs> and also, can you summarize what are those keys to transformation according to you? Okay, shall I start with that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So the keys for transformation is, as I said earlier, is, is the willingness part, the clarity and the energy. The willingness is really key. So for my, my job is, or your job is when you come to me and I'm a, transformational coach you bring the willingness and I give you the tools for the clarity and for the energy the willingness is made up of the awareness and the choice that you will go through this process and that you can actually make it happen there's responsibility that it is your responsibility 
and that it is the honesty part that brings you, you know, the most value out of it, because again, what you can't see, you can't transmute. Mm -hmm. The clarity is super, super important because again, transformation, you know where you get out of, but you don't know where to go into. And this is key. And this is what you also learn in the mastermind that I that I what's that what I offer that's the word <laughs> so it's the purpose it's the values and it's the visions so the what is actually not so important it comes from the, the purpose is why what is what is your motivator and and the why why you're here the the values is how you want to create your life and the visions is like the concrete pictures of your perfect life your family life your relationships your your money situation every nitty gritty bit and then okay now i have the clarity but i still feel like i can't do it because i was brought up in a pretty dysfunctional society and that's where it comes to magic your, your magical mindset your emotions your magical emotions and the magical actions so this is like the three by three formula that is the key to transformation and that is basically the essence of four years of researching and testing it myself. Mm -hmm. And what I do is, yes, I, I give transformational VIP masterminds, which is a six month period of courses. Well, it's, it's, a, it's an online, it's an online training where you get all the tools to go through the transformation I would say more easy and more fun. I have a vision that everyone will at, at, at one point live their purpose and live their whole potential out loud, step into the light. And this mastermind is there to help you step into the light. And really, most people say that for the first time, they get to know themselves, really. Mm -hmm. So getting to know, getting to know is put it into action is, is key. And that's what I offer. And what is your niche or do you have any specific group you are focused on? The willingness, the, the willing, the people who are wanting to 10x their life. Yeah. Or who people who you are attracting actually, like who are contacting <laughs> you, who are they? Yeah. <laughs> Versions of myself, okay. <laughs> women, yeah. mostly, mostly women who have been in the high performance wheel, who have lived very much outside and want to create a different life mm -hmm. that makes them happy and fulfilled. Would you say you are happy and fulfilled? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Good. So tell me where we can find you or if we want to get in touch with you. You can find me on my website. That's the easiest, www.hedischafer.com. You can book an appointment with me there. 15 minutes are absolutely for free. And there are also nice freebies where you find out about already the, the, the formula and some tips and tricks. You can also find me on YouTube, Hedy Schaefer, and on Telegram, instagram and on linkedin okay cool so i'm going to include those links in the description of the episode so it's easier for you guys everybody who's listening to get in touch with hedy so hedy did you enjoy our conversation is it, it mutual wonderful <laughs> it was wonderful thank you so much it, it was absolutely mutual i was just 
not knowing if you if you had the the, the sentence if i was just empathetic yeah i really love that i really love your insights and your experience as well i know sometimes and most of the time our past is not something that we felt happy with or like we experienced some hardships but most of the time as you said like there is wisdom in them and we just need to find it or see it in different way and then move on move forward absolutely absolutely and it, and it doesn't define you exactly Thank you everyone for your time and energy. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode and for listening to our conversation with Hedy. Uh, please don't forget to share the episode and uh, let me please know what specifically resonated with you from our conversation today. And I wish you a great day and until next time, my friends. Mm-hmm.